Good morning. Welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. Our service this morning will be led by the Senior High School Youth Group. Despite what it might say in your program, I am not Alicia Stadler. My name is Audrey Lewis. I'm a junior in the youth group. We, here at the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, are a spiritual community dedicated to the free search of truth and meaning and welcome persons of all religions, ethnic and racial origins, sexual orientations, abilities, and other circumstances. We extend a special welcome to visitors this morning. We're glad you're here. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in every person. In the spirit of that heritage, greet each person to your right and left and welcome them here this morning. Please join with me in saying the words by which we let our chalice, which are printed in your order of service. In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. People often wonder how such a diverse group of people can come together under one church-like roof. But one thing that holds us together as a community is the stuff we put on our walls. So please join with me in saying our mission statement. Gathering community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. Love is weird. Love is not solid, love is fluid, love is constantly changing, and that's really the way it should be. Love cannot be given a solid definition that can stay with you from weeks to weeks or months or years. It really changes on a daily basis. And it's with this ever-changing definition that we move into our time of meditation Uh, While the music plays, please feel free to come up and light a candle for a friend, a relative, for yourself, a joy, a concern, or just for the heck of it. Hi. I'm Kate, and I find love in the strangest of places. I find love in the buzzing sound that the lights in my house make when they're turned halfway on, and no one bothers to fix it, because that's the way they are configured. And I've grown to love that sound because it means that someone is turning on the light, which means there's something going on in my house that requires human interaction, which means there are people to talk to, and I love to talk. (laughs) I find love in the strangest of places. I find love in the metal nut that I found in my shag rug carpet by stepping on, because I I know that one of my sister's 20 friends who all just fled the house left it there. And I love that little metal nut because my sister has 20 friends who all want to hang out with her at the same time. And I love that metal nut because when I was in the sixth grade, I didn't have any friends. And it's lovely and it's amazing to me that someone as socially adept and as popular as her could be my sister because she sure didn't learn that from me. (laughs) I find love in the strangest of places. I find love in my dad's armpit. He doesn't know it, but because my dad is about a foot taller than me, that is where my head ends up when he wraps an arm around my shoulder and squeezes, and I wrap an arm around his beer belly and squeeze back. (laughs) I find love there. And I guess he does know now. (laughs) I find love in the strangest of places, and you know, I find love in ordinary places as well. 
I find love in the vast expanse of the blanket that I steal from my mother in the winter and get reluctantly give back an hour later because it's the warmest blanket in the house and my mother will lose more sleep over it than I will. And my mother needs more sleep than I do because my mother works harder than I hope I ever will have to. And my mom deserves that blanket. I find love there. I find love in my father's face when it expresses a mix of pride and confusion when he realizes that I've just beat him in chess for the fifth time in a row. I, love my, I find love in my dad who can teach me how to play chess and can help me with my math homework and can install in the ceiling of my room the cheap wind chimes that I overpaid for at the Pecan Street Festival. And he even pretends to like them, too. I find love there. And I find love in that look that lingered for a tenth of a second longer as I walk past the guy I've got a crush on. I find love in the lightning that danced from my eyes to his and from his eyes to mine. And I find love in the possibility that he and I may only ever have lightning because I don't have to look in order to find the love that I'm surrounded with by my family, my friends, my support every day. I find love in the strangest of places, and I find love in ordinary places, and I find love here. I found an overwhelming, overflowing geyser of love that when I first came here 14 years ago, I only perceived as a trickle. I then realized at two years old that the phrase trickle of love just didn't have a good ring to it and I'd have to come up with something better for the homily I would then write in 14 years and now present to you today. I was an advanced two-year-old. So yes, I find love in strange places and ordinary places and I find love here. Where do you find love? Endless wonder like a benevolent affliction plagues me when I try to imagine that answer. Is your love hidden in the face of your three-minute-old son? Or the hour-long shower? Or is it one of the ingredients in the soup that your dad always makes when you're sick? Is there love in the traffic jam on the way to work? Or in the hour-long luxurious shower that made you late in the first place? Did you find love in the first handshake of your new roommate? Or was that when you two got matching scars in an accident a month later? Or when, after 10 years, you still tell ridiculous stories to explain those scars to each other's kids? The answers are endless in quantity and combination, and only one person might never know yours. That person is you. And I hope you never stop finding things to love. Thank you. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot the eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed, and every fair from fair sometime declines, by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou owest. Nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as men can breathe, or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. The first Christmas gift my boyfriend ever gave me was a copy of Alice in Wonderland. I remember reading it during standardized testing, and due to the nature of that sort of testing, was left with plenty of time to admire how versatile the rabbit hole metaphor is. Today, I use it to make a narrative of falling in love. I sit in a garden filled with tulips, 
Bits of grass poke between the red and violet bundles as a reminder that it takes a collection of things to make a picture beautiful. The tree I rest against has bark that is smooth from years of clambering up it with dripping popsicles and wings of laughter. A rabbit passes by. Curiously, I follow, admiring how his pocket watch doesn't affect the speed at which he runs in front of me and how he waits for me as I stop to watch the sudden ambush of butterflies whose collective wings sound like the laughter of a baby and how their patterns of innocent eyes flicker with delight at the wind chimes. He waits for me as I bend to pick up a kitten, then a puppy, then we all take off running, joined by more and more bodies until we approach the hole in the ground, dark and shining with promise. One after another, the creatures I love jump down until the rabbit and I are at the top of the hole looking down as everyone else falls freely. He jumps, then I, into the hole in what I assume is sanity because according to the experts who write love songs, the only way to fall in love is to give up the sturdy fabric of sanctity and sanity. Jump with us. We fall. We pass cabinets of snow globes, stuffed animals, and candy wrappers, little bottles that say horchata from the time my dad drove to have breakfast with me after a rally, and little cakes that say, for biology, don't eat, for all the times they've made cookies, and he's tried to steal a few. We pass hamster balls, VCRs, books so worn their pages look like leaves. We pass them, and we fall into a tunnel reminiscent of the scene from Willy Wonka that my kindergarten best friend was terrified of. As we fall, some of the creatures stop on shelves. For while they are loved, the bulk of their affection was spent at a time closer to the top of the tunnel. Occasionally, a door opens from nowhere, and another person is cast into my tunnel with me. Though sometimes it seems that I have joined theirs, or perhaps that we have created a new one altogether. Each time a door opens, a few bottles may break. Papers may fly, but what would an adventure be without broken glass? Eventually, I land with the white rabbit on a floor with a spiral staircase at the center, leading down. There is a velvet rope with a note, reading, Enjoy here until further notice. So we sit. A door previously unseen opens. We are joined by a mouse, a cat, and seemingly the entire cast of Winnie the Pooh in the room that now holds a table. As a collective, we are in love. Separate, we love each other, and in memories we love the glass table and orange teacups that adorned our dizzying, spirited fall. This is how I see falling in love. We are led on a beautiful chase until the ground opens up from under us. Possibly scared and maybe a little grimy, we fall until we are actually floating. Floating on kind words, snippets of songs that you can't remember the rest of the lyrics to, and collections of gorgeous arrays of light. Sunsets, sunrises, nights on the town to nights under stars, we float down until it feels like there isn't possibly farther to fall. And then, because love is an exhaustive journey, we may choose to find a floor to rest on with the people who rejuvenate us the most, until we are ready to once again descend into a world of beautiful madness. Our journey is never-ending, and perhaps I am too young and naive, or too old and jaded, to portray the drug that you cannot OD on, but I invite you to forget the pain of the past, the promise of the future, and take it upon yourselves to feel gravity pulling you down and the cloud numbered nine lifting you back up. I invite you to listen to what the experts say, then to take it upon yourselves to discredit everything ever said about love and make your own conclusions. 
I invite you to find the hole in the ground, the fireworks on display, or the flames that warm your cheeks, and join me on the journey to find a home where the heart is a puzzle that requires more than one set of hands. It says in the order of service that I am Kai Hastings. I very unfortunately am not him. My name is Anna Reynolds, and I'm a junior in the youth group. My mistress's eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why then her breasts are done. If hairs be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses damasked red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks. And in some perfumes is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks. I love to hear her speak, yet well I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. I grant I never saw a goddess go. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. And yet, by heaven, I think my love as rare as any she belied in false compare. Scattered leaves among the fallen trees to rest my head upon your knees in the breeze. You've known the real me for over a year now, but apparently the real me isn't good enough. Our our love, and when you tell me that our love isn't strong enough for the change that's ahead, you broke both of my hearts. The one that's full of lies that tells me who I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to act, and the hidden one. The one that screams out to be heard, to be touched, the one that begs out for forgiveness for making me this way. The one that makes me who I am. I showed this heart to only you. That was love. But apparently it wasn't good enough. Scattered leaves among the broken dying trees to rest my head upon your knees, this only happens in dreams. You know what? If I'm not good enough for you as a woman, then how come I'm still okay as a man? Even though every day it feels like I'm being torn open from the inside by that latter heart who only wants acceptance. Just acknowledging her and saying it's okay. This is love to me. This is all I really need. And if you aren't okay with that, then you can just leave. Scattered leaves among the newborn trees, spring has come and so has that cumbersome breeze. But upon the new wind, I am the real me. The one who gets up in the morning and knows that even if this world may never accept her, she accepts herself. This is love to me. I have learned to love me, and right now, that is all the love I really need. Because I'm finally free. I'm finally who I'm supposed to be. I am me. Looking at the overflowing cup, seeing from another's perspective, witnessing life in all its fullness, we share from a place of hope and dedication and put our love into tangible form. An offering will now be given to sustain and grow the work of our community. If you're a first-time visitor, please feel free to pass on the offering. And now will you... Join me for saying the words with which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. And thank you for coming. This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.org.